Welcome to Destiny Spirit. Please join us for this message with Donna Astern. Well, if you would open your Bibles, please, to Hebrews 1. Tonight, I want to just take a few minutes and talk to you about the fact that God speaks. Yay! God speaks! Woohoo! God speaks. You know, we, we live in a time when so many people just, you know, they want to hear God speak, but they're not sure that he does, or he doesn't seem to be talking to them. Maybe he's talking to everybody else. And so I just want us to review some things from the Word of God about this to build faith in your heart that God speaks tonight. Hallelujah. In Hebrews 1, verse 1. God, after he spoke... Long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways. In these last days has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. God spoke long ago. God speaks through his son, Jesus, and God is still speaking today. How many of you know the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? And the very first thing we see in the, the very first book of the Bible in Genesis, what do we see? And God said, and God said, and God said. And all throughout Scripture we see God said, God said. Well, you know, I was brought up in a, in a church that didn't necessarily believe that God spoke anymore. Sometimes we were taught that, well, God used to speak. But we don't, he doesn't speak anymore. Well, aren't you glad that he does speak today? And so what we need to do is, folks, is get our theology out of the Bible. That's a real good idea, right? Get your theology out of the Bible. Because sometimes the teachings of men or sometimes our own experience don't exactly line up with what the Scripture says. So how many know the Word of God is the final authority for our doctrine, for our way of life, for everything, right? It's the Word of God that has to come first and foremost. So all revelation that we have and any insight or opinions that we have all have to be judged in, in accordance to the Word of God. How many of you have ever had your opinion changed by God? Yeah. If not, you need to go repent because God's all about getting your mind renewed with the Word of God. There have been times I know that I have read the Bible. I remember one time specifically reading the Scriptures many years ago. And I read this and I said, God, I know that's what it says. I know it's got to be true, but I'm having a hard time believing it. Anybody else be honest enough and say you've been there? Okay. You know what? God can handle it. Big boy right? And so what he did, I mean, seriously, some people act like God can't handle honesty. So I, but I said, I, my heart was not to judge and come against the Lord. My heart was, help me with the areas I'm struggling with, because I know that your word is final authority, and what you have spoken is true, and circumstances will have to change and adjust. Isn't that right? Hallelujah, hallelujah. So God has spoken. He spoke to the prophets. He spoke through the prophets. That's how we have so much of the scripture is through the prophets he spoke. But there again, now he says here in Hebrews that now in these last days he's spoken to us in his son. Isn't that precious? You know, in times past, when God had a message to get through, he raised up Isaiah or Jeremiah or somebody and said, here's the message, go deliver it. And so then he delivered the message and then he was gone back wherever he was gone until the next time that God gave him a message. And so many of those were written down and we have them, the word of the Lord. But the thing is that I love that the scripture says that God decided that he was going to reveal his voice and his way and his character through, the son, through his son. 
through Jesus Christ. And so now we have a much better picture of the heart of God when we look at Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus said? When, when the disciples said, show us the Father, and he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, right? And so that, that was the revealing of Jesus, the Word of God, brought such a revelation of the heart and the love of God that was maybe not real plain in the Old Testament, right? So in the last days, it says, He has spoken to us by His Son. Well, Bible says in John 1, 1, that in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God, and the Word was with God. So Jesus is the Word of God. And so when we look at what has Jesus said, what has He done, how has He acted, how has He carried out His life, that is the Word of God. Sometimes people look at it and they just say, well, it's just the part between the quotes. That's the Word of God. <coughs> you know, it's not. You know, it's not the part just between the quotation marks. You know, it's when you've seen Jesus, when you've seen his heart, he has communicated to us the heart of God. So God is speaking. Sometimes we're looking to God to speak, but we're looking for the specific between the quotes. We're looking for, hello, Phyllis, this is Jesus. You know, and maybe God is wanting to communicate in another manner, in another means. How do you know that God, that we communicate one with another through many ways besides a spoken word? Isn't that right? I come over here and I put my hand on her shoulder and give her a squeeze. I have not said a word to her, but I have communicated something of my heart towards her. Isn't that right? How many of you ever got one of those looks from your mother? <laughs> from your wife, whatever. My mother used to sing in the choir. And I still remember to the day that we little kids were acted up. And I remember the time that she looked from the choir loft and we got the look. And then horror of all horrors <laughs> came out of the choir loft while the pastor was speaking. Woo! That look on her face and that movement communicated terror to this little heart. Because <laughs> I knew I was in trouble. And she didn't say a word. But boy, did she communicate volumes, Right? And so we can communicate all kinds of ways, and some of the most precious ways that the Lord has communicated his heart to me has not been through the part between the quotes, but it's been through other things. I want to tell you a real quick story. All my stories are going to have to be quick because I don't have much time. But um, one morning, you know that God speaks in numerous ways, and one morning I woke up and I had uh, the radio was going off. And I had it tuned to whatever secular station. I didn't listen to, you know, it was just whatever station it was. And some old song came on, and the song was all about how um, I love you. And I forget the song that it was. It was something like, I just called to say I love you, or some, something. But that was what was playing when I woke up that morning. I thought, okay, well, that was a nice thing to wake up to. I love you, okay? I go on about my day. And for the next day or so, all I could think of was there was an old gospel song kept looping in the track in my head. And it was all about, he loves me, he loves me, Jesus loves me. And that kept going over. And I hadn't heard that song in 40 years, but it was just going on and on on my head. Well, I had to pick up, a, we had a guest speaker. And so I had uh, picked him up and I had taken him out to do the tourist thing. And so we were in a little, you know, souvenir shop. And I walked over and just, you know, letting him look around. I'm just kind of waiting there just because I've been in this shop before. And I looked down, and right in front of me is a little co uh, a toy kid's, uh, a kid's toy musical instrument. And it had a little song book. It was open to Jesus Loves Me. 
Now, y'all, there is no such thing as coincidence. You see, the Spirit of the Lord was just reaching out and just saying, love you, love you, love you. And I turned to my friend, I said, you know what? The Lord loves me. <laughs> he has made sure that today I got the message. And you know, that was very intimate. It was very personal. It was between me and him, but I got the message. Hallelujah. Sometimes those are the best, aren't they? Those little touches that said, I see you. I know you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalm 95, 7 and 8, it says, For he's our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massa in the wilderness. Today, if you will hear his voice, God's got something to say today. And he says, you're going to hear him if you don't harden your heart. If we're looking, if we're attentive for those little ways that God may speak and the way that he may communicate, then we're going to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. And it may be with just waking up to a song on the radio. It may be with something out of your child's mouth. Or it may be just a sense of feeling that you've got or a song playing in your head. But God is communicating that he loves us. And so we want to hear his voice because we're his God. We're his people. You know, we are his people. So we should expect to be able to hear from him. You know, it's funny because you talk to some folks out in the world and they hope to hear from God. But very rarely do any people in the world ever talk about God spoke to me. Isn't that right? Very rarely. I remember one time I was speaking to a, um, a lady and she was not a believer. But she said she was asking me some things about my spiritual life. And I happened to say, well, yes. And, and you know, the Lord spoke to me. And told me blah, blah, blah. And she said, stop. God talked to you? I said, yeah, he did. He spoke something to me that changed the direction that I was walking in in my life. He spoke something to me. And that was a thing that blew her away. You know what, folks? Sometimes we get so used. We say terms like that all the time. We are the Lord show me this. Lord show, you know, I heard this. I got this prophetic word. You know, there's all kinds of people out there that have no clue what you're talking about. They, they don't have that within their realm of experience. But you know, the Bible says that we're living in the last stage when the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is being poured out upon all flesh, mm-hmm. not just the saved folks. Not just the saved folks. You know, that God is willing that none should perish. He is reaching out, and He is doing so in extraordinary ways. Mm-hmm. I've heard numerous stories of Jesus showing up. They ain't a Christian within 50 miles, but Jesus is showing up to reveal his heart to people that need to know him. There are numerous ways in which God is speaking. I know some folks. Is anybody here tonight that you got born again but was an encounter with the Lord, nobody else involved? Every now and then I meet somebody, nobody else is involved. They had a one-on-one encounter with the Lord. Yeah, that it was them and God. God spoke, they responded. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? The heart of the Lord. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Right? All right. Getting back to it's normal for God to speak. God is speaking. We need to hear his voice. In John 6, 63, Jesus said, It's the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. The words that Jesus speaks then, the word he speaks now, is life. And at one point, you know, he said some things that really offended a whole bunch of people. You know, a whole crowd got up and walked off while he was speaking. 
You know, I've had a few folks get mad and well, something I was preaching and get up and turn around and walk out, but I've not had the whole crowd get up before. <laughs> that would be kind of wild, you know? And so, to, you know, Jesus always, I love that story in that Jesus' security did not go chasing after him and say, I'm sorry, you misunderstood. I'm sorry, let me explain it, let me explain it. Unlike so many of the rest of us would probably do. But anyway, so the whole crowd walks off and he turns to his disciples and said, okay, you guys want to go? And what'd they say? They said, where are we going to go? Which means they've probably been thinking about it. (laughs) Where are we going to go? And then they said, you have the words of eternal life. It's the words that you speak. That is the life, the word of God. There's something that's coming out of you that is nourishing, that is feeding me. There's something that I draw sustenance from. It's the word of God, the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. You've got the words of life. In Psalm 32, verse 8, it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. The Lord promises personal instruction, personal direction. How many times is it that we have got a decision to make? Should I take this class? Should I take that job? Should I open my business? Should I close my business? Should I go to this church? Should I marry that person? What should I do? And so much of the time, we're looking for sources outside, and the Lord says, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. I will instruct you. So for us who love the Lord, we need to have our faith out there that for every difficulty, every decision that we have to make, that the Lord is right there faithful to instruct us in every circumstance. You know, I was reading something today in the Word, and, and it just struck me how that it doesn't bother God to just kind of, you know, wait for a while. You know, because I was reading that about, uh, oh, that's what it was. It was about um, when they had, the Israelites had provoked and grieved the Lord at um, Meribah, at Massa. When they were hungry, I mean, they were thirsty, they wanted water, and so they're bellyaching, complaining, you brought us out here to die, and God speaks to Moses, says, strike the rock, right? And God knew they were thirsty. God knew they were getting uncomfortable. But what was he waiting for? He's waiting for faith. He's not waiting for bellyaching. Hello. Hello. Bellyaching is what people who don't know God do. You don't know what I'm facing, Donna. No, I don't. But you don't know what I'm facing either. Does it matter? Jesus is faithful. And this is where he is a rock. And that's where we put our faith and our hope is upon him, the integrity of his character, and the unchangeableness of his word. And what he has spoken shall come to pass. We will mix faith with it and go forth and watch God be glorified. Hallelujah. Say, God, I don't know how you're going to bail me out of this one, but I thank you, Lord God, that you are my bailer outer. Right? <laughs> you are the person to show me, instruct me in the way I need to go here. And sometimes, folks, the Bible says in Psalm 23, sometimes he will lead you through a valley of the shadow of death. That means sometimes God leads you through something. It's not a peachy keen place to be. Hello. I think we've been there a few times. I've had to walk through some stuff that was no fun. But the beauty of the promise is that he get, takes you all the way through so you don't get stuck. It's like somebody said, if you're going through hell, don't stop. <laughs> Keep going until you get all the way out into a place of healing, freedom, deliverance, victory. But I encourage you and everyone who's in a difficult spot right now, get your victory now. Get it now. I used to know a lady many years ago. 
that she had a practice of throwing victory parties. And a victory party was when she was facing all kinds of calamity and, and difficult things in her life. She would call her friends and she says, we're having a party to celebrate. And she'd make these wonderful homemade cookies and she'd put out punch and she'd invite all her friends to come over and say, celebrate with me my victory. We're like, oh, did you get the phone call? Nope. <laughs> celebrate with me my victory. Did anything change? Nope. Celebrate with me. And you know what? I learned from her. And so she would have her victory party in advance. Hallelujah. You know what? That's faith. Inviting all your friends. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate. Instead of let's bellyate, whine, and complain, and feel sorry for ourselves. And of course, we don't know whether, anything about that. But, okay, victory parties. So the Lord promises that I'm going to instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. He says, I will counsel you with my eye upon you. God is watching and he knows exactly where we're at and what we are going to do. And he knows the directions, the plans, the instructions that he has for each one of us. And so he says, I'll lead you with my eye. Leading you with his eye. What is that about? Leading you with his eye is sometimes the look you got from your mother or the look you got from your husband or the look you got. It was not necessarily words that were communicated, but God communicated in a look. Folks, if we're going to grow up in the things of God, grow up in hearing from God, we've got to learn to let him lead us by a look. So many people, they want 19 confirmations from their prophetic word. Oh, God, I had a dream. Give me four more. You know, let the prophet call me out to my name, address, and phone number. <laughs> and then I'll know it's you. You know? See, God's looking, can I lead you with my eye? The little thing where he catches your attention... You ever have a scripture, you're just, you know, reading down, all of a sudden, scripture, you read it, and it's like it's lit up, neon signs, this is for you, here, right here, that's for you. And maybe you read it, you think, when they put that in there, I don't remember reading that before. What's God doing? That's one example of leading you with his eye. He's catching your attention. Just like he caught Moses' attention at the burning bush, right? He throws up a burning bush over there to the side not right here. Do you realize it? It was not smack dab in front of Moses. The Bible says Moses turned aside. It seemed there was something in his peripheral vision that caught his eye. Oftentimes, God is looking to see if you've got eyes to see. Selah. Do you have eyes to see? Or we only get what's plain, straight here in front of us. Selah, folks, really. What's in your peripheral vision? What's the teaser that God has thrown to see if you'll turn aside and see what's there? He's promised to instruct us and lead us in the way that we should go. Hallelujah. Hosea 12, 11, he says, I have spoken to the prophets. I gave numerous visions, and through the prophets, I gave parables. There are numerous ways that God will also speak, and he just mentions those. Okay, prophetic word. We understand that sometimes... We get a word from a prophet or from a prophetic person and speaks to us either in a general word for the local church, for the body of Christ, or we get a personal word that comes straight to us. I love those buckshot words, don't you? You know what buckshot is? One fire and spreads out and hits lots of people, right? That's what general congregational words can do. I was, uh, I was ministering at a, at a meeting a few weeks ago, and it so happened that I was... Uh, um, I was given a prophetic word to the 
uh, person in charge of the ministry there. And I got through and turned over the microphone and went to go sit down. And the person behind me grabbed the microphone and said, I, I think I want to take that word for myself. I'm like, get your faith out there. Mix for it. Go, me too. I'll catch it. I'll catch the leftovers, right? Remember the, the woman, the Syrophoenician woman? And she told Jesus, she, he says, well, you know, I didn't, she says, I got, you know, my daughter needs some serious help. And he goes, you know what? I'm not sent to dogs. Shoot, tough word, right? I'm not sent to dogs. And so what she said, yeah, but I'll take the leftovers. I'll take the crumbs. So if they hadn't got faith for it or whatever, hey, I'm getting some of that too. I believe God that that was a word I can apply. You know, the Spirit of God, sometimes that's how he's guiding you by his eye. There have been times I knew that I knew the Spirit of God wanted me to latch on in faith and grab that word. I don't care who got it. That was my word. That was mine because the Spirit of God has spoke to my heart. Amen? See, that's in your peripheral vision. I know that that also meant me too. Amen. All right. So God speaks lots of ways. One way he speaks is in dreams. In Job 33... In verse 14, it says, Indeed, God speaks once or twice, yet no one notices it. You know, God's talking all the time, but people don't always get it. They don't hear it. So you know what the beautiful thing is? Verse 15, In a dream, a vision of the night, when sound sleep falls on men, while they slumber in their beds, then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. I'm so encouraged that if I had been too dense to get it when I'm awake, that God can speak to me when I sleep. That's right. That's right. Because he promised that he would give us instruction. It was Job 33, like 14, 15. He has promised to give us instruction. He's promised the Spirit is poured out upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And guess what? And you'll have visions and dreams. Isn't that what it said? So there's been times I've said, okay, God, I need to hear from you. So I don't care how you get it to me. I'm going to sleep now. I mean, I'll take a dream. I'll take prophetic word. I'll take, you know, four-year-old or whatever. Just, I need to hear from you. And many times, isn't that what happens? He chooses a way to communicate a message to us. Hallelujah. So God's been speaking to many people in their dreams at night. That's why we need to understand the language of dreams. It's a skill that can be taught. And we can show you that at the dream workshop by using the Bible dreams uh, the dreams in the Bible and showing you how they got those interpretations. And it's going to help you understand the messages that God is sending to you. See, dreams are like night parables. A parable is what? A spiritual story that's based upon the natural world. The sower went to sow. The, you know, the woman had the lost coin. These are parables of Jesus that indicated a spiritual truth. Well, Jesus does the same method at night when you sleep. He gives you a story in order to communicate something. Hallelujah. The Lord has also promised to speak to us by the voice of his spirit. In Isaiah 30, 21, it says, Your ears will hear a voice behind you, a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it, whenever you turn to the right or to the left. And some people have had that literally, driving somewhere, trying to find a certain location, and hearing the Lord say, Turn here, turn here. I heard several testimonies of people doing that and also of people being instructed by the Lord, I want you to go to that gas station or I want you to go to that restaurant. And they show up and sure enough, there's a divine connection, someone they were supposed to meet that was supposed to have an exchange there. Isn't that cool? 
see, the Spirit of the Lord can, can direct you in your everyday life, but He's looking for faith. He's looking for someone who has not got their heart hardened and is open to say, okay, talk to me, get it to me, and help me pay attention to every burning bush <laughs> that's out there. <coughs> and then the Lord also speaks to us, thank God, through prophetic ministry. We live in a time in which we accept the gift of prophecy. We have seminars to help people understand the gift of prophecy, what it is, what it's not. And we have so many people now who have been trained and are willing to stir up the gifts that are within them to be a blessing to other people. You know, the Bible says that, that he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. And so that's what we're looking for, words to build us up, words to comfort, to nourish us. Prophetic words. There are so many people that they are so afraid if they get a prophetic word, it's going to be difficult, it's going to be nasty, it's going to be painful, you know. And, you know, the word says it's supposed to be exhortation, edification, comfort. Now, it's one thing if you get a word from a prophet and you need to have a straightening out. Mm -hmm. If you sometimes, but you know what? We also teach here in our ministry. There's a way to do things, and there's a way not to do things. You can still be a gentleman. You can still be a lady. You can spill, still, as Jesus did, speak the truth in love mm -hmm. because you're not trying to drive people out. We're trying to pull them in. I'm a grace preacher. Mm -hmm. You know, thank God I've been delivered from legalism. But, you know, there is a time to speak the truth. There are times we need to confront. There's times we need to deal with stuff. My personal opinion is that people need a lot more encouragement than do rebuke, is my personal opinion. Now, having said that, if you get all your prophetic words and you look at them and they're all telling mm -hmm. you how wonderful you are and you are just the most glorious, wonderful thing, God just loves you to pieces, and God is never communicating anything to you of adjustment. You know, God's never dealing with your heart. You're not hearing him deal with your heart about some stuff. And maybe, you know, you got a, girlfriend and a mistress on the side or you got something else going on in your life just because it's not prophesied to you doesn't mean God hasn't noticed I can tell you numerous stories but I won't because I don't have time but I can tell you numerous stories of people Christians who thought they were pulling the wool over God's eyes and just because their prophetic word never addressed it right they thought they were in the clear how many of y'all read the book of Exodus or Numbers, whichever it was, when the Bible says that God met Moses at the end and sought to kill him? Y'all ever read that? Do y'all know that God sought to kill Moses because he had not circumcised his sons? We have no record that God said to him one time, how come you ain't circumcised those boys? We don't have a record that he ever said one word about it. But God was going to meet him and have some strong dealings, right? My point being, just because all your prophetic words have not addressed the thing in your life doesn't mean that God's ignored it. It's probably God's mercy to keep from pushing you away. You know, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, right? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I've also known plenty of times in which you have prophetic word, and it's worded in such a way to where every word is like a da dagger. 
Everybody else hears this word and says, how wonderful. But the Spirit of God has taken the same word and hit you in your heart. And you know that you are sitting there repenting. Well, everybody else is smiling and congratulating you. And you know, God is, <laughs> he is putting his finger on an issue. For example, you get this word. You are such an example of Christ to your wife. And you know that you are at odds with your wife. You know that you guys had a knockdown drag out two days ago. You're still not speaking to each other. And you get a prophetic word like that. Everybody goes, isn't that wonderful? What a man of God. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> and if his wife's at the meeting, she's going, these people do not hear from God. <laughs> right? But what's really happening? But what's really happening is the Spirit of God is sending a message to the one that needed to hear it. And there are numerous times that those types of things have happened. Aren't you glad that God speaks? but he's not a gossip. And there are things that sometimes he says it to you, and you got the message. I've done it before. I said, I heard you, God. I don't know what they heard, but I know what I heard. I got the message. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you again that you still speak. That, Lord, that from the book of Genesis all the way through Revelation, we see that you speak and that you are continuing to speak, Lord, through your prophets, through the word of God, through night parables, through the circumstances of life. In so many ways, Lord God, you are communicating your heart, your love, and your truth to us. And I ask, Lord God, that even tonight that you would, you would stir up our alertness, that, Lord God, that we would begin to pay attention to the burning bush that's there, that we begin to pay attention to your voice and look to see what it is that you are saying with expectation on a daily basis. And Father, also that we would grow in our trust and in confidence that you will speak to us directly and that we don't always have to have somebody else give us a word. But we are so thankful, Lord God, that you do use other people to, to bring the news of your heart to edify us, to exhort us, to comfort us, to instruct us in righteousness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Thank you for joining us. For more information about Destiny Spirit, additional teachings, and training events, please visit our website at www.destinyspirit.com. Or you can write to us at Destiny Spirit Apostolic Network, P.O. Box 15252, Chesapeake, Virginia, 23328. Thank you and God bless you.